Hey, it's Dr. Michael Rich, the pediatrician. I'm a practicing pediatrician, a child health researcher, and a lifelong filmmaker who understands how powerfully screens engage and change us as people. As a doctor who takes care of kids every day, I see the struggles that many of them have with the screens in their life, from the smartphones in their pockets to the televisions and computers all around them. So I try to bring these two worlds together to help us all understand how to raise healthy, happy, productive children in a world filled with digital screens. Mediatrics educator Christelle Lavalle joins me here each week to address your questions. And here I am. Thanks, Michael. So this week we have a question from Eden. She's a mom living in Birmingham, Alabama. And she wrote to us, I have three kids, a preschooler, middle schooler, and high schooler. And I like to think that we're a pretty media savvy family. All meals are media free and the bedrooms are device free. But that said, I find it impossible to follow their pediatrician's recommendations of no more than two hours of media per day. My oldest uses that up on his homework alone. So my question is, is that recommendation even feasible for a family? This is a great question and one that I think needs to be explored pretty deeply, both by parents but also by the pediatric community, because I think that the idea of two hours of screen time a day is actually obsolete. But Michael, you're part of that pediatric community. I I confess to that. (laughs) Um, And I was part of the committee that wrote that original recommendation in 1999. But what must be remembered about this is that we generated that recommendation on the basis solely of television use. Interesting. And And in 99. In 99, kids were not being handed tablets or Chromebooks at school. Kids were not given homework online. Kids were not connecting with their friends by smartphone. Kids were not watching YouTube videos. And so I think that what we have to do is take a step back and say, is there a difference between commercial television and smartphones, video games, internet, etc. And frankly, the recommendations of two hours of screen time every day was generated on the basis of those TV data, but research that we've done at the Center on Media and Child Health has found that screens are different and that the relationship, for example, between amount of screen time and risk of obesity and overweight is driven entirely by commercial television. It is not, uh, there's no relationship between video gaming between internet use, between computer use, between uh, social media use, between smartphone use, and obesity. So interesting. So it sounds like all screens are definitely not created equal, or at least what you're doing with them, how you're doing it, all of that. It, you know, We have to take into account how they're spending their time on these screens. Absolutely. It is what they're doing with the media, how they're doing it, and in what context they're doing it. Um, so... Here's the other thing that worked with screen time limits, is that it became the forbidden fruit. The screen became the forbidden fruit. Yeah, what do you mean by that? In the sense of, if mom has to say, you get no more than two hours of screen time, it becomes that much more precious. And the moment you come home from school, you get in front of the screen. That's what you're going to want to do. Yeah. Absolutely. I I get that. You get in front of the screen. And what happens two hours after you get in front of the screen? Absolutely nothing. So at two hours and 15 minutes, mom comes up and says, hey, you got homework to do. Hey, let's have a family meal, et cetera. Oh, I want to level up in the game, or I want to finish this program, et cetera. So 
it becomes a conflict every single time. Yeah, I hear that. So, <laughs> what we're actually recommending now that kids have a lot of screen time, as her son does, um, that is required by homework, etc., is to take a step back and turn this paradigm upside down. Instead of limiting screen time to a certain number of hours, to think with their child of their 24-hour day as an empty glass, that they fill up with this many hours of sleep. And remember, adolescents need more sleep than younger kids do because yes, of the rapid have to growth. It's different for her kids, Absolutely. each of her kids. It has to be different for each of her kids, and it has to be adjusted through the kid's life. Um, so, this many hours of sleep. A sit-down family meal every day without devices, which she's which already... Which Eden is on top of. <laughs> she's already doing it, but it is the single most protective thing, not just for nutrition, but for mental health. Oh, wow. Homework time, mm-hmm. which might use a screen. As her high schooler is. Yeah. Uh, physical activity, hopefully outside. Time with the family, etc. And then see how much time is left. And what you're doing here is a couple of things. Number one is you are thinking of screens not as a default activity, but as one of many activities during the day. The second thing you're doing is having your child think deeply about what his or her priorities are, what they want to do, what they need to get done during the day, and then to manage their time. And God knows we could all do better at time management. And that's what I'm thinking right right now. (laughs) So... It's being mindful about their use of media and placing it through the day in ways that make sense for them. And it's going to be different for every child, and it's going to be different for the same child at different points in his or her life. And so, instead of having screen time limits, let's limit screen time not because it is inherently toxic, but because of what it might displace. What does that mean, displace? Well, if you are staring at a screen, you're not talking to mom or dad. You're not oh, playing see. basketball. You're choosing you that. You might not be eating a meal with them. And so, what we ultimately will serve our kids best with is to give them the opportunity to have a rich and diverse menu of experience, mm. which screens can be a rich part of, an important part of. And use them for what they do well. There's no other way that most people can get to the top of Mount Everest or can explore what it was like in the Civil War. And so, let's use these screens for what they can do well and fit them into our lives in this rich menu of diverse experiences. I love that. So, really, instead of those screen time limits, you're providing them with screen time recommendations that they are building themselves out of what you were saying with that 24-hour day for each child. Absolutely. And you are giving them, again, ownership and control over their time. And you're also de facto teaching them of the value of their time and their attention. I think that's wonderful. So, And Michael, just to be clear, can she do that? Because she has kids at very different ages. Can she do that with her preschooler and with her high schooler? And then I'm assuming the middle schooler's in there too. Of course, you do it in different ways with each child with what they can manage. And as with anything in parenting, you are doing more scaffolding, you're doing more supporting, mm, you're doing more the guiding. of the, the discipline and guidance yep. with the younger kids. And as they get older and learn to integrate that self-regulation and that self-discipline into their lives, you let them run it themselves. So, Michael, just as a final note, because the last part of her question really, really resonated with me, 
it's almost not feasible, right? Those two-hour time limits. So forget the two-hour time limits. When they fill up that empty glass, their child might realize there's no time for screens, right? Yep, Or there might be six hours for screens. They'll discover it. Um, But let's not get in the place where it's a default behavior when you don't know what to do. And what I particularly hate is talking about killing time, right? I, I have nothing to do. I just got to kill some time. I'm going to turn on the television or I'm going to go online. Time is all we get. Think Valuable about resource. it. Absolutely. Think about it yep. and use it wisely. I love it. That's great. Well, Eden, it sounds like you are doing a wonderful job already with your three kids. We hope that this helps you continue on that path. And for those of you out there who would like to find more information on topics like these, as well as the science behind them, you can find links to all of our resources at askthemediatrician.org. Remember, you can also connect with our mediatrician on Twitter at mediatrician and submit your own question at askthemediatrician.org. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And please make sure that you share and subscribe to this podcast. Enjoy your media and fill up your 24-hour glass wisely. And enjoy your children. Be present for them. Put down your own phone and raise them with joy and wisdom. Ask the Mediatrician is hosted by Dr. Michael Rich. Joined by pediatrics educator Christelle Lavalley. Jill R. Cavanaugh is our Chief Knowledge Officer. Original music composed by Christopher Cerf. Podcast and music recorded, mixed, and edited at Saturn Sound Studios. Executive producer, Alicia Haywood. <laughs>